When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Betway. Rangers win big and Conte comes to Pep. It's Friday, 18th of February. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore. I'm Alain Russell. <laughs> Oh, how good does it feel to be looking ahead to the weekend with these two illustrious gentlemen? When are they getting here? Of football. Hey. <laughs> oh. How you doing, Kate? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. I seem to be living in the past, but that's that's totally fine. How yeah. are you doing, Luke Moore? Pretty good, thanks. Pleased yeah. to be here with you both. Battling down the hatches. Yes, absolutely right. Stay safe, everyone. As absolutely. we always are. Stay home mm. and listen to a podcast. Preferably well, this one. Well, actually, podcasts are quite good for commuting, aren't they? We've learned. Mm. So, you know. Don't undermine it, Kate. The Met officer saying not to go outside. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah. What yeah. kind of red warning are you delivering this morning, Andy? I would say stay indoors and listen to it twice. Yeah, we go. So you can simulate, simulate a journey in every each direction. It's exactly. He's on message, Kate. That's nice. Take a leaf. Yeah, that Brussels book. All right, that is nice. I agree with Andy Brussel, as in all things. We all do. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look, we have to dash through everything because there is so much to tell you about. We're looking back to some deliciousness from Europe. We're looking ahead to all the carnage that is to come. So let's start with some carnage in Germany. Rangers beating Dortmund 4-2. Now, having watched this, 
bloody great game, to be honest. It I was really, amazing. really enjoyed it. Do you want goals? It was like, do you want goals, Germany? <laughs> um, yeah, it was so enjoyable. But I've now read all of the bump about why it was obvious that Dortmund were going to get battered. And... Isn't it? Well, before we get to that, come on. <laughs> Rangers were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and they could have scored quite a few more. Yeah. It, it, they they really were very very good, and I think it's a big result for Giovanni van Bronckhorst on a couple of levels. Firstly, it shows that the European magic did not leave the building with Steven Gerrard, which mm-hmm. I think is very important because they've been great in Europe over the, the the last couple of years against strong opposition and whatever Dortmund's current issues that they are strong opposition, and you know they're financially and resource wise in a much better position than. Rangers. Rangers played fearlessly. The Lundstrom goal it's was brilliant. the absolute that is third zenith goal for Rangers, but, by the way. How the, mad to be yeah. scoring something like that the for fi- your third. The finish was was terrific, but the whole move was just amazing. And it really underlined how much better they were in 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 every single way. And you know, to humble a team of European experience like that was fantastic. The other thing that's big for Giovanni van Bronckhorst as well is the whole weirdness. Of Gio Reyna being there. Gio Reyna, <laughs> yeah. who's named after Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. <laughs> He's just saying that he, he buckled under the pressure and that was spread to the whole team. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a 500, so 500 travelling Rangers fans and they... Hardy souls. Oh, yeah, but you could... I know they sort of mess a bit with the sound level, don't they, on, on the telly, but it did. They were really like well, were booming around the yeah. best part of the stadium. I was just so excited. And hey, guys, I mean, the thing is, though, you know, for that penalty, for... James Tavernier knows how to take a penalty, yeah. doesn't he? Lovely. But that totally obvious handball off the raised hand of Dan Axel Zagadou, no one even, no even no one even asked about it. So does that show that VAR's broken? Didn't even, no one even wanted that penalty. Uh, yeah, I, I know no one even mean. cared about it. But it, it was quite weird that because <laughs> it was so obvious. Exactly, wasn't it? it was quite weird that it wasn't just picked up straight away. Yeah, but, but a similar similar thing happened in Leipzig Real Sociedad. Right. Very very similar thing. Right. You know, virtually a, a, a sort of tip in. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sort of, sort of, Maybe sort people of feel like they don't. They don't need to because it's that's. I only notice it is because it's the it's the first of a few times recently and last weekend as well that commentators have remarked on the fact that nobody nobody uh, flagged it, nobody asked, nobody complained also, to the referee. I think the, the other point is that when Dan Axel Zagadou does something a bit crackers, you don't <laughs> bat an eyelid. <laughs> that that is the other. There was part a lot of, of crackersness but, from but him actually. It yeah. kind of it kind of feeds into the point I think we were making on the show a couple of weeks ago about why. Do players bother to put their hand up and appeal for offside? Mm. Because what you're doing is you're impinging your own ability to defend. Yeah. And if it's offside, it's going to be called offside anyway. So just well, get for on those with of it. us it's who learn like cricket, de- where you have to appeal for a wicket, just get on with it. For those of us who learn to defend under Tony Adams, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a different way of looking. I don't at think things. you learn directly under Tony Adams. Man. I think you just watched him on telly like the rest of us. Yes, yeah, so that, that but is can, possible. Can, can I go yeah. back to the Tavernier penalty? Because yeah. I've spoken on this show about my admiration for James Milner's penalty technique, mm. where he looks like he's going to push it to the right but he actually hits it with the heel of his boot on purpose and it goes to the left. I watched the Tavernier penalty a few times and I can't work out how he did it because he, he, he brings his foot through the other way to the left, but the ball goes quite quick to the right. Yeah. And if you watch the goalkeeper, he dives passionately the wrong way. <laughs> it's not like a bit like, oh, I've been wrong-footed here. He's like, I am 100% sure I mean, this is going to the right. <laughs> yeah, and it goes completely the way. So if anyone's got any uh, explanation, I'd be very, very uh, I think there are two things about that. Firstly... Gregor Kobel, the Dortmund goalkeeper, has been one of their best players this season and has needed to be. Right. I think the other thing, though, saw a very windswept Jan Agafjortoft on the touchline mm. reporting before the game. And he had as a guest on Norwegian TV, Roman Weidenfeller, 
who's obviously a Dortmund legend, title-winning goalkeeper twice, yeah. a Champions League final goalkeeper. I just wonder if Kobol had a little look and I, I'm going to go with a flourish tonight. Yeah. I'm going I'm to impress Roman. Yeah. Well, he, he still conceded four, so he didn't impress him that much. Yeah, well, you know what? As you said, it was a terrific penalty. And what I particularly loved about it is it just pointed out that it's a load of old bollocks that you have to take a massive run up for it to be a good mm. penalty because people have got that in their heads now. But you know, that's when, the extravagance when, when of it, someone, isn't it? When someone misses, it's like, oh, well, he didn't take a run up, which, yeah. which is nonsense. I, th- I think that's a pretty sound technique to not show the goalkeeper where you're going. It was the great, um, was it um, John Fashioni? No, 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 Beppe Signori always used to do one step in, when he played in the Serie A. Yeah, I think it was Beppe Signori. One step, and he'd always, in my memory, which is of, of dozing off on the sofa on a Sunday morning when I was about sixteen, <laughs> always would score. So, such a great uh, game to talk about. I mean, talking to some of my uh, Rangers friends that I now have, um, when when Gio changed to a back three at about, was it about an hour or 67 minutes? Yeah. Mm. They were they were shitting themselves. And I guess when you're doing, you know, when you're having such a famous victory, potentially, then there's that, there's that something to lose all of a sudden. Experience of, yeah. And also, you know, they play them on Thursday now. They come to Ibrox. In a great position, obviously, despite the terrible abolition of the away goals rule. Um, <laughs> but uh, Erling Haaland comes back, blah, blah, blah. Where do you see them going with um, the second leg of the tie? Well, the, I think you can get the Erling Haaland thing in, in your head too much because, um, firstly, I think it is in people's heads because he was sitting there in the stand looking glum, <coughs> as he tends to when things aren't going brilliantly and he's not playing. I think the other thing is, you expect him to come back and after this, well, it's a recurrent muscle injury now and go from zero to 100 straight away. And also, if they defend like that, they're yeah. not winning any games. Well, well, it, um, it always looks to me when you see... Um, and they have a lot recently. You see Holland uh, in the stands like that. It looks like, um, because he looks like he was grown in the lab, it looks like he's getting like a software <laughs> update or something. You know what I mean? It looks like he's like plugged in. Yeah, he's just getting an update. And uh, but I, I would say that um, not stadium Wi-Fi isn't. <laughs> no, slightly off, um, slightly off different take to Andy would just be the fact that I think that the, the, the second goal Dortmund score quite late on is massive because yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I, look, I don't think you can relax if you're a Rangers fan now with that two goal cushion because Dortmund. Yeah, they probably won't be that bad again. I understand they're flawed. I understand they've had a difficult time of it, but they're definitely capable of of, of scoring twice at, at, at Ibrox. And you're, not, that, that and you're they are, telling but... me any Rangers player or fan believed they were going to be in this position going into the second leg of the season? No, you're not. No, 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 they're, not. They're, no. They're, they're in a great position. And, you know, we can say that Dortmund aren't going to play that badly again. I said that after Leverkusen, which was, what, 11 five, days ago. 5-2, that one you're talking yeah, about. And, and again, it was, it was like a carbon copy of, of, of that game where they could have conceded a load more. I think Rangers have got every reason to be confident. Mm. This is not an unexpected event from Dortmund, but a brilliant, brilliant achievement by Rangers yeah. nonetheless. Uh, Leicester got a win, everybody. They beat uh, Randers 4-1 in the Europa Conference League, the real highlight of the night. Um, Leicester, look, look, it's important, presumably, for Brendan Rodgers to pick up a win wherever it comes. Absolutely right. And yeah, they, they finally... Did, did for, for Randers, who I thought gave a reasonable account themselves. Um, I thought that um, that was the best I've seen Kieran and Dewsbury Hall play. I thought he was brilliant. And I'm not just saying that because he, he, he scored a goal to cap off his performance. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And let's get it right. I mean, Leicester will concede against Gosport Vikings under 10s. I mean, they'll concede <laughs> against every team they play against. Bigging right. himself up a bit there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, my first, it's my first team. 
yeah, my first team. But they, 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 they all conspired to find a way to concede against anyone. So they had to score a good amount of goals to, to kind of, you know, to, to kind of, you know, plan for that. And they were able to do so. Uh, I actually thought they were pretty good. Uh, they, they, they probably should have been further ahead at half time. Um, and then they end up just finishing the job. So, you know, good for them. It, it kind of a weird game because a lot of the action happened just either side of half time. It was like they didn't, they just picked up where they left off straight away, which you don't normally see happening in football games, which is a little bit weird. But other than that, um, a good result for them for sure. I don't know much about Rounders, to be honest. I know they're quite an interesting club. They're Apart from very... that, they had two months off before they played this game, yeah. which seems pretty significant. And, and they're a pretty young club as well, I think. I don't think they've been yeah. around that long. Um, so they're still on, on, on a journey of their own. Um, but, but you're right, that second half, second half, especially talking of youth as you were, I think the fact that you had good Jewsbury Hall, you had good Harvey Barnes, you had good Adamola Lookman as well. Mm. It, it feels like, because a lot of Leicester has felt very, very stale and slowly creeping backwards or sliding backwards this season. Whereas this, you feel like there's a, there's a, there's a map to going forward. Mm. Yeah, and I, th- I just think that to go on to Dewsbury Hall and to talk to him about him in a little bit more detail, he comes into a midfield which is almost in the last five, six, seven years for Leicester. Has been has been good, right? Mm. They've won the FA Cup. Go back a bit more for that. They have that legendary kind of partnership in the middle when they win the league of um, of Conte and Drinkwater. And he's coming away from low, away from being on loan, and he's you know not that young really, mm. but he's still finding his way in the game. And I just don't think he's been he hasn't contributed an awful lot from what I've seen. I uh, think one assist in, in the Premier League this season, despite he's paid like thirteen or times or whatever. So for him to come in and play so well and look like he it was actually a really dominant midfield performance, which I think will give him a lot of confidence. And it's what Leicester need, because as Andy said, he's absolutely right. They need a bit of that. Well, yes, let's talk more about um, Leicester, who are, of course, playing Wolves at the weekend. But just to, to wrap up our uh, our European flavour on the ramble, Brussels just like grinning ear to ear, enjoying this so much. Um, Celtic had a big defeat to Big Dentistry's very own <laughs> Buddha, Buddha, Buddha Glimt. Buddha Glimt, yeah. Yeah, enjoyable to see Lars so happy about the 3-1 win against Celtic. That is that is a big defeat. They now have to travel to the Arctic Circle and recover their two-goal deficit. Although, actually, I don't think Scotland's very far from the Arctic Circle. I'd quite like to go to the Arctic Circle. Let's go to the Arctic Circle. Yeah. Well, you might be invited to play. I mean, a lot of Celtic fans are already calling for them to send the reserves. Okay, and, right. And, and write it I off. I would just write it off. So uh, we, we could be the back three next week. What do you yeah. reckon? Be very careful if you do that because some kind of footballing administrator will give you an official warning for that kind of uh, behaviour. <laughs> He's not saying anything about anybody's studs. No, not him. I mean Celtic. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, a uh, surprising result uh, on balance, especially given uh, Celtic's big win against Rangers recently. All right, let's look ahead to the weekend. Wolves take on Leicester on Sunday at 4.30. Uh, Leicester, you know... Of course, they're playing against a team that haven't played in t- uh, in two months in in the Europa Conference League just now. So I'm not sure how much of an impression it gives because the key point here is that Wolves Brass have been really quite excellent over the last uh, few weeks. And certainly, obviously, I watched them quite closely on Sunday when they beat um, Spurs 2-0. But it looks as though this team that we've previously talked about as being a team that can't score goals, they're finding a way. And given how strong their defence is, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to contextualise that performance at, at, at White Hart Lane. Because Tottenham was so dreadful in, <laughs> in, in, the, in the first part of that. And Wolves were just, 
you know, grateful recipients. Well, it's because they were two 0 up in eighteen minutes. Yeah, it it doesn't. It doesn't really convince me that Wolves are a goal-scoring machine waiting to explode. But they were putting. They had set. You know, they were putting men forward, which is not actually what you normally expect to see from Wolves, right? Uh, Yeah, but they've they've always been heading in that direction. It just hasn't always quite come right. And I I think what has been the smart thing about Bruno Lage is after wanting to change everything. He's realising you can't change it all overnight and it's more incremental. So he's lent into the strengths of the existing players that, that they have and, and and gone from there. And you're right, I think it's easy to see them grinding something out here. Whereas, what, as Luke was saying before, it's difficult to see Leicester being able to do the same in any sort of context, even if Thursday night was an improvement. It's really tough. It'll be really tough for Leicester because they're away from home, <clears throat> playing against a team who pride themselves and rightly so, on being tough to score against. You need to come out with, you know, you need to come up with something pretty decent, either a really kind of 90-minute coherent performance to break Wolves, Wolves down and score against them, generally speaking, mm. um, or you need a bit of genius, um, you know, to, to get a goal from somewhere. And I just think all the all the kind of cards are stacked against Leicester, really. They've got so many players out injured. They've played on Thursday night. They've they've not found it easy generally, and Wolves are just so coherent. They're such a coherent unit. Like I was impressed with them against Spurs. We'll come on to Spurs, I know, and and we can we can stick the boot in on them, and you can valiantly defend their honour, Mace. But I just thought well, that, you've already undermined my entire approach. Well, the situation with them is with Wolves is you know, and we saw it against the Spurs in the Spurs game. You give them a goal or two. You're Brilliant. struggling really yeah. hard to get back into the game. Yeah, you know, it doesn't really matter who you are. Yeah. So so. Leicester can't start in that way, but at the same time, it's probably going to be quite hard for them to lift, uh, to lift themselves. They've got Fofana out, Bertrand out, Vardy out, Evans out, possibly Sainshu out. Um, Madison is looking, apparently, is, as, as we record this, he's officially listed as doubtful. So it's, it's, going, to be, um, it's going to be a tough ask. Yeah. Brett, uh, so you're not, you're not persuaded by Brendan Rodgers' belief that the group will get back to its level. I think Brendan Rodgers... The team looks dynamic. I think he's an excellent coach. Um, but... I think it'll be tough for them. I think also, by the way, we talk about one of the big threads of this season here on the show has been, you know, this idea that fourth place is wide open for everyone. I know everyone's saying it. No one really talks about Wolves. They've got a couple of games in hand over Manchester United and over over West Ham. And they look like a coherent team. Like Their performances make sense. Even if they don't get a win, their performances make sense every week. And and, and that Mm. gives you consistency. I just don't think they score. I don't think they score enough to win enough to get there. I think I think that's the big issue. Really. Well, actually, I was looking at their results recently, and they have, you know, they have had a few games where they managed to to score three in a game. I know that sounds like a ludicrous thing to say, but I remember we were having always these conversations about their their binary score lines. But you know, it, when necessary, they have been. You know, for example, against Everton, uh, the two one. I feel like your against your favourites, it was three one as well. So look, that you know, when necessary, and when um, when they are, like I say, putting men. Uh, up up the field and and moving them forward and have the chances. I think they are they are taking them. Twenty one goals in twenty three games. It's not mad. a lot. It's, it's not a lot. It's mad to be in seventh place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it? It's proper old fashioned Serie A stuff. That do you think they'll be boosted the city of Wolverhampton by the the information that the that England are going to be playing there for the first time since nineteen fifty eight? Hell yeah, it's exciting, isn't against it? Against Italy and Hungary in the Nations League in June, Andy. See, that is the thing. I like New Wembley. Mm. But do you? the 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 period of yeah I I, I do because I remember old Wembley mainly. <laughs> but, but I, I think the period of reconstruction where England went on tour 
It's brilliant. I, I think that's Loved quite it. quite magical. I like uh, how the women go to other places around the country. It's, it's, yeah. it's really important, yeah. I think, for all the country to be involved. It's sometimes made a lot of the sense of, you know, having this this symbol, this national stadium. I, I don't think that's important. I think it needs to be recognised that, you know, there's passion for football everywhere in the, in the country and Wolverhampton's no different. I think if you were as shit as the FA, building new Wembley there is exactly what you'd do. Because there's no excuse for it and no explanation. There's no reason to play to, to build a stadium exactly in the same spot that had all the problems before, which is very, it's difficult enough for people who live in London to get to Wembley. Let alone if you're up, mm. if, you, if you if you if you are a football mad family up in the northeast and you want to bring your three kids down to, and the whole family to watch a game, it just becomes an entire. It's almost like a holiday. It has to be planned like a holiday. And that can't be right. I think it's great that it Mace is sitting around. there saying, "Oh, best holiday ever." <laughs> I agree. I agree with both of you. I think it's much better when, it, I when like they the travel around. I like discount clothing stores around there. But they do that in Spain as well. They travel the national team around Spain all the time. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. And uh, quite a few regions going, "No, you can't play here." All right, okay. So it's gone the other way. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately for Wolverhampton, one of those two games, I believe, is going to be the one that is behind closed doors. So they have right. to focus all their okay. excitements on. I think, oh, but on the Hungary England, game, how perfect! England, they Hungary. can show us how to behave. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's like yeah. Wolves on Ved all over again. Yeah. Yes, it is. obscure <laughs> reference. Uh, let's get. That's what, that's what led to the birth of the European Cup. I know that, Andy. I know that, but I'm just saying normal people might not. Well, they're listening to this. Yeah, true. <laughs> you Read into that what you will. I just don't we think, love you. I just don't think on a relatively mainstream football show you can just say the word Honved and not <laughs> not give it any explanation. I think learning is the is the crux of the football but ramble. You've got Luke. to give people the tools to learn. All right, it's yeah. called Google. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now your phone out, Google it. Man City, we've already made reference to it. Man City are going to be hosting Tottenham Hotspur on Saturday at 5.30. Antonio Conte has been bitching and whining about the squad being weakened in the January transfer window. Uh, I see a lot of people, there's this narrative that he is going to He's gonna walk out if we don't, if Tottenham don't, um, you know, organise ourselves better and give him some world class players and blah blah blah. Um, and loath as I always am to agree with Simon Jordan on Talksport, I have to say I don't know what that's. I don't think that's a useful conversation, and it feels like they didn't follow much of his time at Inter or indeed his time at many clubs, Antonio Conte, because this is his shtick. He mm. pushes the people at the clubs to make the improvements that he needs to deliver the performances that he wants. And but, I think there's all sorts of reasons to be hopeful, maybe not specifically this weekend. Mm. Is, 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 it not, is it not Levy <laughs> sort not. of um, instigating some sort of tough love on himself, though? He's Aww. trying to change by bringing in Paratici, by bringing in Conte. And I think that's really important to yeah. any sort of successful operation, to bring in people who aren't going to agree with you. Also, I think it's worth pointing out, it's something that um, Jack Pitbrook and James Horncastle have pointed out in The Athletic, the fact that the quotes from this interview with Sky Italia, and Sky Italia, oh, they're the absolute scourge of the Premier League this season, aren't they? <laughs> but I, I think they've been very selectively taken because Conte does say right at the top, of the interview, he's very happy with Spurs mm. and he's very happy about the direction that they're going in. And even on the weekend, he was like, I thought it was a good performance, but unfortunately we were, I mean, maybe that's a stretch, but he, that's what he said. And unfortunately we started 2-0 down. Yes. And also the four players that walk that he's talking about during uh. the transfer window have walked because he thinks they're shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think there's two aspects to it. There's that that you guys are talking about, the idea that the type of character Conte is and the, and the fact that he wants to bring players in and he always wants to do that. 
And I think even he would understand that takes time. You can't just do all that in one transfer window because there's loads of uncontrollables around yeah. the availability of the players. the January transfer window yeah. as well. That's not often the one where you're like, oh, I'm no, going to exactly. change the world. And, and, the second, and, and the second point, though, I think, which is important, is what's actually happening on the pitch. Conte can't continue to do this and leave effectively leave the back door open by, I think, playing quite a weird team uh, in a weird formation and lose three Premier League games in a row, which is probably going to be four now, let's face it. It mm. isn't a great look for anyone mm. of the, a, a, a club of that size to be losing four Premier League games in a row. I don't know why he's not playing that 3-5-2, which has given so him the most it's experience. Of, I think most. it's because of the absence of Eric Dyer, right? So he hasn't been able to play properly since, yeah. since the turn of... The t- the turn of the year. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it's, it's extraordinary how reliant they've they've become on him. Yeah, actually, isn't he it? can still play. He could against Wolves. He could still have played uh, five across the midfield because he could have played Hoiberg. Yeah, that's which true. he didn't do. So I mean, their record with Hoiberg and um, Skip and Dyer is very good. Like, yeah, I think they get. They, they haven't conceded yet. It was on much of the day, yeah. Those yeah. players get a lot of stick, but I mean, they're, they're they're actually they're actually really important. I just think that you go up against Wolves, you start so slowly, you don't match them in midfield. We can make excuses for the fact that Dyer's not available, but they were out, outnumbered in midfield for basically the whole game, mm. right? And they've had joy playing free in a three-five-two before. And Conte's known for playing a three-five-two, right? He, he plays that. He plays that fairly regularly throughout his career as a manager. He's played but, that but he's, regularly. He's someone who pitches to the the strength of the players. People talk about him being a strictly three-five-two, right? Ma- but he has played manager. it a lot. Yeah, he has. But that's due to the players that he, right. that, that so he he's has. flexible is what you're saying really yeah I mean he, he's, he started out and he was famous for 4-2-4 and I, I don't think he'll be playing that as, as Spurs in a rush but. no and I, I do understand that if you get, take the Wolves game as an example mm. perhaps he's thinking you know what Sun Hung Min and, and Lucas Moura who are both really industrious players and Kane of course mm. are going to they're going to drop in they're going to help out I don't, Moura didn't have a very good game against Wolves I think he got subbed no. off he was kind of non-existent um, I think he partly got subbed off maybe as well because he was on a booking but Look, they're, they're going to be staring. They're, they're now staring on the barrel of four Premier League defeats in a row, and that is absolutely pivotal for their season. Because, as we've already mentioned, in the context of Wolves, if they picked up just five or six points from those four games, um, they'd be in an entirely different position. They'd be, in, you know, they'd be snapping at the heels of Man United, and, and it, the whole thing would be different. So, but isn't that the sense? The sense with Spurs of look what you could have won because fourth place feels really open. Because at the start, when Conte came in, I thought regardless of the points gap, it's a really tall order to get fourth with the situation that he inherits, with the squad that he inherits. And obviously the fact is, his impatience is basically going to make Tottenham good in the medium term. Exactly. But in 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 the short term... Just because there's the opportunity, even with contact, it doesn't necessarily mean that Tottenham are good enough to take it. Believe in the growth mindset, people. All I'm saying, Kate, I'm before saying. you go full Jake Humphrey, it's not gonna happen. All, I'm gonna, all I'm gonna say is that they finished seventh last season and it's not impossible to see them finish seventh again. And last season was an absolute disaster for them off the pitch. I know everything seems bleaker the night after a Europa Conference League night where you think, look what we could have won. Yeah. But come on, let's try and be optimistic. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I meant I got to watch the Rangers game, so I quite enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Conte will feel better after his Valentine's Day spent with Claudio Ranieri. Who can say? Well, they had dinner together on Valentine's Day. They did. That's nice. It was a Monday. I guess that's kind of a working night, isn't it? Yeah. I, guess, I mean, I, 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 I think that I'd like to have been there. Sounded pretty good. 
I wouldn't be able to understand anything that was being said, of course. But you could just try and read the body language. I imagine it would be quite, ni- quite nice for it. I think I, I, Do you think they would have their hands in front of their mouth the whole way through? It would be like, yeah, case. maybe. <laughs> just just shoveling pasta in between the fingers. Can you imagine how many ramble stings we could have got from but, that one but it, dinner? But it's also, it's, also <laughs> a great, it's also a great combination of like, if you sat in the middle of those two, if you go one way, you've chosen darkness. If you go the other way, you've got this avuncular presence that's going to make you have a lovely time. It's like the angel and the devil on the shoulders. <laughs> Extremely confusing. Ranieri, the Spurs boss in five years' time, perhaps. Um, <laughs> when he's literally 80 years old. <laughs> Ageist. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying he probably would be in his, well, at least in his mid 70s by then, wouldn't he? Anyway, Manchester City were beaten by Tottenham on the first day of the season, 1 0, as I'm sure you'll all remember. Let's get to a break with that happy thought in our minds. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Join Luke Moore and me, Pete Donaldson, for an unplanned half hour where we discuss life's great mysteries like can a man survive by eating roadkill as well as the week's most bizarre news stories and your ridiculous adventures like this one about an almost catastrophic shortcut. We eventually came to a large railed fence which I decided we should climb, a scale to 15 foot-ish fence. And as I was sat atop, ready to jump down, three or four police came running from a little building we hadn't noticed before shouting at me and grabbing my mate Sam. I was faced with the choice of legging it onto the other side of the fence or gallantly going back to help my friend. I returned to Sam and the quite pissed off police and my gallantry was rewarded as they advised me that I had been climbing into the zoo and would have landed in an animal enclosure. Listen to the Look at Pete show wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Danny Welbeck, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Hi, Danny. Nice to hear from Danny. It always feels like he's in the room with us, doesn't it? It does. He should be a really good broadcaster, I reckon, because he sounds like he's talking... 
Very right softly spoken. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back to the Football Rambles preview show sponsored by Betway. Me, Luke and Andy with you today. And we've got an email. Link 182, big fans of the Rumble there. You can fold your arms all you like, Mason, but that is the finest piece of music ever heard on this. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I thought it sounded more Teenage Fan Club or BMX it's like, Bandits. It's like it, it had a bit of REM, bit of early REM in there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you I that. Think the You're fi- all right. I think the finest bit was, were you quite singy, you and Marcus, the other oh, yeah. day? Yeah, we always are. I enjoyed yeah. that. Marcus all, Marcus's career has been a testament to try to goad Jim Campbell into singing, and he'll never do it. <laughs> he'll never do it. Never hear him sing. Anyway, um, Fraser's been in touch. Hello to you, Fraser. Uh, thank you very much for emailing in. He says, good morning, Ramblers. And there'll be no prizes for guessing which team Fraser supports. Uh, good morning, Ramblers. And good morning, especially to Euro soccer perv, Andy Brattle. <laughs> All one word, that. You should, you should tell the listeners. I'm wondering if young Andrew will start the show defiantly or he'll humbly accept the reign of his Scottish Premiership overlords. <laughs> Holding you personally responsible for that for Dortmund's performance. Oh, the Bundesliga, the Bundesliga. Wherefore art thou my Bundesliga? Slugs. That's what Fraser says. I'm just reading it out. Don't bother mentioning the muck served up last night by those bozos on the other side of town either. Beaten by a bloody Wi-Fi password, he says. Full respect to Bodo, but a glimp though, you Norse Viking legend. If only OTC was released on a Friday, that way we could listen to a cold open of Andy pure blubbering. Of course, I just, I just, I love you all. Thanks for turning up, Dortmund. You better hope that big blonde creature is playing next week. And I do not mean Luke Moore. <laughs> Thank you for that, Fraser. I don't think we can really react to that very no, much. It's, great can email. We? it's just, it stands alone. In the interest of balance, it's a perfect if, email. If, if there is a Celtic fan as witty and as energetic and as motivated as that, who wants to email in, you're welcome to do so and we will read it out. Yeah. Although I yes. expect they'll be keeping quiet after what happened to them last night. Yeah, perhaps you're right. Do email in. Don't make it sound like you don't believe they exist, Luke. I do believe they exist. There we go. I'm a, I'm, you know me, I'm a big Aberdeen man, so I'll stay out of it. <laughs> I don't know what to make about that. Show footballramble.com. You should put your name in the hat. They're all turning them down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or tweet us at footballramble. All right, Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. It is Arsenal versus Brentford. Can Arsenal, the big question on everyone's lips is can Arsenal remain with a full complement of players for the entirety of a Premier League game? Luke Moore, what's your thought? Um, I've made my feelings very clear. You think they can't? No, I, 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 I like Arsenal being really super aggressive and I like what Arteta's doing, um, but it is probably beneficial to uh, to not get a player sent off every single game. We always talked about Solskjaer and his Sir Alex tribute act. I mean, is this the ultimate Arsene Wenger tribute act? Mm-mm. Getting players yeah. sent off every 10 minutes? But they, they were a kind of... If iron... so, I appreciate the nostalgia. But Wenger's Arsenal at their best were like an iron fist and a velvet glove though, right? Yes. They were, they were, like, they were brilliant as well. Apart, I mean, I'm, apart from the, I mean, everyone listening probably would have seen the Rooney documentary by now. But when Arsenal played 
you know, against Everton for Rooney's, Rooney's debut at Goodison Park, which Everton won two one, put an end to Arsenal's quite long unbeaten run. Yeah, thirty matches, wasn't it? Yeah, at the time, and yeah. Um, in that documentary, it's well worth watching if you haven't seen it. Thierry Henry is interviewed about that, and he he says in the in the build up to the game when they felt that Rooney may make his debut. He says something like, oh, you know, there's a lot of rumours around about this young kid, Wayne Rooney. And he says, he talks about it like he's some kind of mythical beast in a folk tale. <laughs> yeah, he goes, Henri he, he just looks down the camera and just goes, there was talk of a boy with the body of a man. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pause it. I was cracking up so much. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, back to Arsenal. Um, there was an amazing stat that the producers found about Granit Xhaka. Xhaka. Yeah. He's not feeling contrite, so we don't, you know, yeah. we don't know how that's going influ- to influence his teammates. He said he can't change who is, he can't change who he is after his red card against Liverpool. And in his five years at Arsenal, Xhaka has written nineteen Instagram apologies. <laughs> Is this going to make it his full his twenty? So that's like that's like four a season, basically. I think he's put them in drafts, and all he's got to do is press send. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's funny can you, actually. Can you tweet I remember, something like just change? I'm really sorry. <laughs> I remember when the team my, uh... name versus <laughs> Brentford versus Liverpool <laughs> brackets insert team. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when my younger son was um, really small, like under two. I caught him in the corner of the room looking into the corner going sorry mummy sorry daddy a like, young a young granite practicing his apologies <laughs> oh, i thought that was excellent you've raised a psychopath <laughs> he's going to grow up to be like granite jacker some me. would say granite's very successful he is he is at the very top of his game for a bit <laughs> that's, a, that's a big insight into andy brussels yeah. parenting yeah, skills it is I feel glad that we're not yet at the, in that position. But, but, but I mean, Brentford's first game of the season was, was the opening game of the Premier League. Well, it, it looked like such an exciting moment, didn't it? They were yeah. in full voice in the Brentford Community Stadium. They beat yeah. Arsenal, but it's a quite a different uh, circumstance now, isn't it? They had lost six on the trot until last week's nil-nil with Palace. Way to break a losing streak. Yeah. Uh, this is a this is an important game for them, Luke. And, uh, it is. Especially given that they've played 25 of of their games as opposed to for example Arsenal played 22 and I think I think it's probably worth pointing out that although Arsenal went down to 10 men against Wolves they did win that game so I mean you know the, the, the result is, yeah, it's a, is, it's is a tactic yeah. it's a bloody tactic like it was in the first leg of the Liverpool um, Carabao Cup game yeah and and, and and they'll be they'll be obviously keen to, to put right what happened to them on the opening day where Brentford were absolutely fantastic like obviously you know, buoyed by their um, by their, their their home fans and all the rest of it this will be a different assignment for them and, I, and I, I've said it before, I, I think that, um, you know, what Arteta's is doing at Arsenal is trying to give them an identity back. And it's going to be a tough, there's going to be a lot of tough love involved in that. It's going to be a lot of process and a lot of taking on big players who have got too comfortable, who are on too much money for what they're able to contribute. And he's faced basically all of them down so far. And he's still there and the, and the, the club are backing him. And he's had and difficult he's, moments and he's still doing it. And he's picked the right captain. I, I think in Lacazette, whatever is... Mm short to medium term future is um, I, th- I think for now you know th- th- they do better with him on the pitch whether, whether he's scoring or not and I, I think that's the, that's the important thing and that sort of leadership if you think of all great Arsenal teams it is about leadership and that's really what they've lacked more than talent if you go back over the past three, four, five years I, I, I think the, the question is do they parade the Super Bowl on the pitch before the, the talking, same owners, right? It's a yeah. great question because mm. Josh Cronkey has, of course, this week said that 
uh, the passion of Arsenal's fan base is difficult for an American to relate to. Do you think he's talking specifically about Granite Jacker? <laughs> it's a weird thing to say out loud, isn't it? It is. You see that video footage of Van Jefferson? He, went, he won the Super Bowl for the Rams. Mm. And um, I think, I can't remember the exact timings, but it was something like 7pm, he gets the Super Bowl. And there's a video footage that went viral online of him running out of the stadium. Yes. And like two, yes. two hours later, his, his first baby's born. It's like the timing was like absolutely perfect. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have to show up to Disney World, don't they? All of them I, I in, saw a, that, in a I little chain. I don't know if Van was given a uh, pass. An exemption. Maybe That would was. be very kind, wouldn't it? Would be kind. And it just shows that the passion of the Americans is just not the same as Josh Cronkey points out. Why not take Disney World to the maternity war? Because kids love Mickey Mouse and all that. Jesus, can you imagine? You've just had your body sliced quite, open by quite, a little parasite quite and in comes <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Quite, quite Hello. Hello. I don't think literally in goes Mickey <laughs> Mouse. A romantic view of childbirth there. <laughs> Uh, Leeds versus Manchester United. I'm also really looking forward to this one on Sunday at two o'clock. Bruno Fernandes says he's going to revel in the cauldron of hate awaiting Manchester United. Is that a direct quote? Right, on it, Sunday, it, I don't know. It sounds like a Jose Mourinho quote, doesn't it? Oh, doesn't it just? We know he's still got cash in Portugal, but still, you know. It's the Dan James derby is what it is. <laughs> is that right? That is a huge amount of disrespect to two very storied clubs. I think that's quite disrespectful to this is the, This is the game of the weekend. This would be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I found it, it's kind of weird because you look at Man United and I don't know if you guys felt this, but obviously last time out they beat Brighton 2-0 and they look like absolute shit. Everyone says they're shit. No one thinks they're good, but they somehow win 2-0 and they don't get any credit for it. People just still hammer them, Man United. It's kind of a weird time to be, to be a Man United fan. But, I but the, th- the thing is, any sort of analysis of, of Manchester United is so hysterical, you know, and it's, it's so normally connected to the results as well because it's clear that Rangnick has made changes. He's made some very difficult changes and he's going to cop a lot of shit for it because that's what being Manchester United coach is like and because the players have got a much harder life than they did under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and I don't think you can expect it to, to change overnight. I think what's the interesting aspect of this game is the fact that it's a game that Manchester United are involved in where perhaps the other team are under a bit more pressure mm. because you look at what happened to Leeds and they, they were absolutely dreadful at Everton last yeah. weekend. A team that they should have been in with a chance of beating because Everton came into that in, in, in very poor nick. And what I thought was interesting is once we got past all the Frank Lampard being a genius and how much he's changed things overnight and all, all, all this sort of stuff, Later in the week, once we got to about Tuesday, there's quite a focus on Bielsa's future. And it feels from people around Leeds that there's more concentration on a post-Bielsa future. Not saying that he's definitely going or anything like that, but more of a contemplation that it might be time for them to move on, even if he doesn't want to. Mm. And th- 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 that being recognised, I, th- I think, is, is is quite interesting. You know, no one's denying what he's, he's done from, for the club, but, you know, they're a bit stuck. And it does feel to an extent that that half-time substitution of Rafinha, which kind of seemed like the sort of substitution you would make if you had a massive game on the Tuesday, and obviously they didn't have a game midweek, that feels like not exactly the straw that's broken the camel's back, but something that's put a bigger question mark over the head of Bielsa than anyone's had possibly before. It's, it's, I, I, I agree with large parts of that. I find it an interesting matchup chiefly as well because not just because of the 
the storied kind of rivalry between the two teams and it's the game that both sets of fans take really seriously and that's that's great. But also, you've got a team in Leeds who are really, again, to use that word, coherent, right? They, they have a certain way of playing. I'm not saying it's always successful and not to say that it hasn't been damaged by the loss of key players. There's a philosophy. There's a philosophy yeah. there. United have absolutely zero of that. Like, zero. And so, it'll be interesting to see which style wins out because how I thought House and Hittles comments after the Man United um, played Southampton were really interesting. He was like quite brazen with what he said. And we know that those players don't like, their, their reverse gear isn't the best or whatever. He was like quite blatant about it. So, yeah. well, I guess that's what happens when A, it's your old boss and you want to give him a bit of side eye and B, you know, in he's not going to be there <laughs> next season. So you're not going to play, but, have to but, play him again but, for a really long time. But surely this week, like, like we said before, Andy, we talk about seeing Man United at the weekend. You go, it's hard to see what they work on during the week. Yeah. like yeah. And, and Ranić probably, you hope, would have spent... I don't think Ranić... Obviously, Ranić's very, very good at his job and good at what he does and his, his reputation and his experience is amazing. But he has to be telling them this week, if you want to get a result, Ellen Rose, you're going to have to work your absolute nuts off. Mm. And, and I don't know how many of the players are going to get that message. He's going to start, he has to start with Cavani to set the tone from the start. And I think, totally. he, I think he will. Um, and then we'll see what shakes out. But it'll, I think it'll be a really great game. Yeah, so looking forward to it. I mean, I know what you're saying, but I think maybe in a way, Leeds are the kind of anti-Wolves, aren't they? Like They're, they're not going to achieve a shutout at any point. Doesn't look like it, no. <laughs> <laughs> Does and, not look but like the, it. But, but they will also deliver, hopefully, lots of goals. So we'll see. Uh, how that one plays out. I'm afraid the Bruno Fernandes thing was not a direct quote. Um, oh, shame. But he just, shame. he just referenced the, uh, <laughs> he just said that he liked that kind of atmosphere and he said, of course, that when they played Leeds last season, there were no fans there. So that's what he's yeah. looking forward his, to. His English is very good. I wouldn't put past him knowing a word like cauldron. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah. So we can feed it to him. Yeah. If you're listening, etc. Bruno. Yeah. Uh, also, just before we move on to forward to score, Carlos Tevez set for a return at 38 years old. He says he wasn't going to return to the game after leaving Boca Juniors for a third time, but he's reportedly in talks with MLS side DC United. Is that after watching the Rooney documentaries, you think? Rooney, I think it Rooney's probably definitely is. I fancy is. some of that. The thing is, the way you position that tidbit of information, Kate, yes. it did make it sound like he was going to sign for Leeds. Oh, now you're talking. Which would have been very exciting. Now you're talking. I, I can see why Rooney said that about Tevez. You, you look at him and you think, he's a must be an absolute dream to play with at his peak. He's just brilliant. He'd go both ways, really strong, really fast, never stop running, score, score different types of goals. It's a perfect strike partner, really. Mm. At his peak, wasn't he? Come yeah. back oh, to yeah, the Premier was. League, Carlos. 38. Come He's on. 38. Come on. Yeah. Same age as you, Mace. In the... <laughs> I'm more likely to be managing in the Bundesliga. <laughs> That's the age bracket you're in now when you do a survey, is it? It doesn't say the day, it just says Bundesliga manager, question mark. You know, just Premier clarify, League manager, that means you're Austrian Bundesliga. <laughs> Anyway, it is now time for Betway's four to score as Kate pre-promoted slightly earlier. Um, it's absolutely free as it is every week. Uh, you just pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Uh, make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. Game number one is Southampton v Everton, uh, Saturday at 3pm. Kate... Very excited to see Dominic Calvert-Lewin return to the Everton side. Don't know, he played 72 minutes in the previous game. I don't know if that'll be enough for him to get into form, but I believe it could be. So that's who I'm picking. Be a great boon for, for, for Frank Lampard's Everton, wouldn't it? Dominic Calvert-Lewin scoring. Uh, game number two is Man City v Spurs, the aforementioned Andy Saturday tea time treat. Who have you gone for? City are the most difficult team to pick from because there are oh, so many incredible 
threats. <laughs> but I've gone for Bernardo Silva. Thank you very much. Uh, game number three is Leeds v Man United. Our friend Pete has gone for the following. Leeds v Man United. Uh, I think Cavani's back in training. I think it's going to be Anderson Cavani. Yeah, I am brushing my teeth. What are they? <laughs> Bono Glimpse fan Pete Donaldson yeah. the finest contribution since he got his dog to pick um, so for those of you who couldn't hear through the toothpaste he's gone for Edison Cavani um, my game is the final game of the week and it's Wolves v Leicester City the final game of the weekend I should say yeah. um, I've gone for no goal scorer oh Jesus Christ I've, I've seen that like though, traditionally games between these two are very low scoring and Wolves are as we've said they are I know Leicester can't not concede, mm. but I feel like it could be a nil-nil. So I've gone for no goal scorer. So in summary, um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Bernardo Silva, Edison Cavani and no goal scorer. Um, make sure your selections are submitted before the first game if you want to play. Uh, and you can play for free at betwell.com forward slash four to score. Further T's and C's apply. 18 plus and do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. I've just thought that if we get them all right and it comes down to me and I've got no goal scorer, I'll have a terrible Sunday. I'll be shitting myself. So that seems improbable, doesn't it? And it should. It's only fair to mention, Luke, that you are the former player in. I do all right at this. I'm not too bad. So although I mocked and derided your choice of no goal scorer in the fourth game, and I am concerned about what you say. Yeah. Got to trust you. Got to trust your big player. Thank you very much. All all right. right, that's it from four to score. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. Good Lord. Drunk on power. (laughs) It's me in the chair. It's me in the chair. And it's you and Mace. Oh, Oh, yes. It's Andy's game, baby. Is it the first time ever? No, No, it's the the, the, the second time ever. Um, but the first time in charge of two officious pricks like you. Oh, good. Which is going to be absolutely fantastic. Yes, it is Kate Mason versus Luke Moore on this edition of Andy's Game. It's the first time I'm saying that, of course. I hope it won't be the last. It's a title bout. It's a title bout. It is. You, Don't forget that. You are the linear champion. Are you not, Mace? I am the linear champion. Thank you for recognising that. I was um, just obviously despite, passing a lot of respect over to Luke Moore, but I'm hoping that it'll be delivered onto me d- as despite, well. Despite the great Jimmy to the B realigning the rules at, I believe, Luke's request. That's an absolute Well, it wasn't the rules. It was just, I, I, I want to... I wanna, clarify that in case people think I'm kind of manipulating the process oh yeah I'm trying to build up beef don't clarify at which point as well we should mention the fact that this is a completely unusual setup that Luke and I go head to head on a week when Andy Brassel is in town when it happens to be a title bout I think the conspiracy theorists will be having a field say what you like about me but just make sure you spell my name right (laughs) more 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 problems Also, (laughs) also much love to Jimmy who does the table we appreciate you, man. Thank yeah, we're you very, much. very much. I actually don't appreciate him. I don't really understand this whole what you have but to play three. Lineal, you're still the lineal champion. He's shit. Therefore, he goes first. <laughs> yeah, thank you very <laughs> okay? much. Okay, right. All right, so, give it to me. Okay. This is a current player. Yeah. Okay, a current player of some profile. Fine. He has had four clubs, Uh-oh. including his current one. Bid me, Luke Moore, for Sadio Mane. Ooh. Okay. Four clubs. That's four clubs. Yeah, I can do... Um, I'll start off with two. Okay. Oh, shit. What you got, Mace? 
Surely I can do three. Ah, that's not my bid, though. Oh, isn't it? Well, you know he's going to be able to do two, don't you? So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how ethical it is for me to push you in a certain direction, but I've done it now. It's so. hard to find that balance, I find, between not pushing people in a certain direction, but also uh, trying to fill the space when people are really fucking slow all the time. Sorry, darling. <laughs> Officious. Right, so the question is, have you got the chops to go for three. I don't think you have the facilities for Whoa. that. I told you I was drunk on the power. You <laughs> so are. Also, yeah, all right. Let's not talk about the buttons that you're pushing. Um, <laughs> or the buttons. Something's half... Oh, oh, try and do three, yeah. Right. Have, have you got four? Um, or are you going to leave it? I can't do four, no. I, I could probably do three, but I can't do four. So you go. go right, go, okay. Go. Okay. Let's have your three, Kate Mason. So I think Liverpool is one. <laughs> Okay, and then this could be this could be completely out of control mad. He didn't play for Borussia Dortmund, did he? Hey. A German speaking club. So maybe you're thinking of Wolfsburg? Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, so uh Mets, Red Bull Salzburg, Southampton and Liverpool are Sadio Mane's. Can I just be clear? Clubs. I had Southampton, but I just didn't yeah. want to Okay, you do, you do realise this game is about stringing it out, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And anyway, sorry. but but you only lose one point. Well, it goes to Luke. Luke's leading one nil. Thank you very much. Any anyway, uh, but Kate, the good news is you get to go first. Mm -hmm. um, five professional clubs. Okay. Finished in 2013. Right. He is Titus Bramble. Oh, that's a great one. That is great. I love hearing five his name. Five clubs over a 15 year career. What you got? One. Okay. So. You've got to do better than that, right? Yeah, I can do better than that. But How I'm much trying, better? Are you going to try and do three or four or five or something? I'm trying to think of my tactics. I'm trying to mess with my mind. I'll just start off with two and just push Kate to do three. <sighs> I'm not, I can't, I can't, I can't with any certainty. And after my fuck up with old Sadio. So you want me to do two then? My confidence has been shot. Do you want me to do two then? Yeah, go on. Do you two. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, Ipswich, Newcastle. Yeah. I think he. I think he two played nil to, two so nil tomorrow. Two nil. So I think he played for Villa as well. Oh no, that would have been a. Oh, good job I didn't do it. Then. Oh, it is very good you didn't do it. Uh, Ipswich Town for four years, followed yeah. by Colchester United on loan. Oh. Geographically logical. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle United, Wigan Athletic. That's the one that I wouldn't have got. And Sunderland, two nil. With three to play. Tomorrow. He's such a little smug git, isn't he? This did you notice well. did you notice that? Oh, yeah. that's I the one I wouldn't have gone for. <laughs> you losers. You only managed to get to two. I would have got to four. Unfortunately, yes. my power doesn't extend to taking points off you. What <laughs> it does you can't take points extend off zero, to. <laughs> Shit, it's gonna be what if it's a whitewash? What my power does extend to, Kate, yes. is the next player. Please. Some would say. The greatest player who currently walks the planet. Wow. Okay. Certainly the only player who I can think of who's played with Cristiano Ronaldo, who Ronaldo was actually happy when he scored. Don't give us clues. Well, no, you're going to know the player is. I'm going to okay. tell you. All right. Tell us then. Fuck. They call him Harry Potter at home. It's Ricardo Quaresma. Oh, no. And he has played for nine teams, one of whom he is still playing for. Nine. Nine. Teams. Nine teams. Thank very you very separate. much. Okay. 
What you got, Lukey? Um... Nine teams, Ricardo Quaresma. Of course, he's played for a couple of the, those teams twice. He's absolutely loving this. It's actually quite endearing. Um, uh, I think I can, I can certainly do three. I'll start with three. Three, okay. All right, then we'll have to go four, don't I? Yeah, go big or go home, I reckon. Yeah. Okay. Um, you do more than four. I'll try five. <gasps> oh, you're going to go five. I like it. Oh, he's gamed me there because I've I've exposed myself as being <laughs> incapable of getting if, to six. I if, can't. If you, I can't. if you go for six, I will transmit them directly into your mind, oh, yeah, which I'm pretty sure is beyond much, my It's a remit. much better. I know that I know we're going for, and I could lose three 0 here, which would be a disgrace. Right, and I'd have to take myself away and think about what I've done. Yes. However, yes. I think that Luke is vulnerable here. I've got five nailed on, hundred percent. No, he hasn't. Go, Luke. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, and by the way, extrasensory perception isn't allowed in the rules of regulation, so you wouldn't be able to transmit Well, it's not ruled out in the rules and regulations. <laughs> yeah, right. how detailed are these let's, rules? Let's try this. Let's try this. Chelsea. I think he, I think he played for Inter. <gasps> no. Now, I think he also has played for Sporting. <sighs> You're... Noise is not is not now, very fake. Now he's currently. <laughs> now I know that he's currently in Turkey. Let's do okay. some This is where it starts getting a little bit tricky. Good. He's he's currently in Turkey. Suffer. I think he's played for Besiktas. Okay, so that's four, right? Yeah. And I need one more. Ah, this is a guess. This is a scam. This is a guess. I'm going to go with um, Atletico Madrid. Fuck! <laughs> it was brave. He doesn't currently play in Turkey, oh, but okay. it would be easy to mistake him for doing so. Okay. Um, he started out as Sporting, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Barcelona, Porto, Inter, Chelsea, Bejiktas, mm-hmm. Al Ali, mm. Porto again, Bejiktas again. You can't have those, of course. Kazan Pasha mm-hmm. and Vitoria Guimaraes. It's two one. It's oh. back on. Oh, what a relief. I think people will, will show a little bit of solidarity in my effort there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... You're struggling to do it's five. It's yeah. brave. I like it. All right, you can say that, but you could also... I hope people will show a bit of solidarity for my mind games and managing to read Luke Moore and his overconfidence. As well. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. You've got to do it now, That Mace. was quality. Um, this player, also still currently playing. Okay. Also quite decrepit, I think you could argue. <laughs> Um, says the 45 year old yeah. thank you very much we're talking in football terms yeah. uh, this player has played for six clubs mm-hmm. here's Danny Alves oh that is tough Ugh. Danny Alves the trophiest player trophiest <laughs> player would you say in yes, modern I football I would say it six clubs what are you saying? Bloody hell. I'm saying, ooh, have we knocked him a little bit with that last one? I hope so. I'm trying six, to read you because it's six, the thing about that. Six. What is it you always say? It's about the slot. Hitting, yeah, you got your own slot. Yeah, you got it. Okay, yes. so I think currently my view is that the slot is three based on a reading. And you can do three. I can do three. You can do better than that, can't you? I no, think... give her a three. Let's take it to a decider. <sighs> I th- Whoa! That is so weak. Implying. Give her a three. Give, give her a three. It. Give her a three. All right, I'm happy to do three. No mistakes allowed. Barcelona. Juventus. And Boca Juniors. Oh, no. Oh, my God. 
Devastating for the whole of the Ramble listenership as well. <laughs> she went big. She sliced it wide. <sighs> I'm a sh- I didn't even have Have you a- played for Italy in the European Championships before? <laughs> no. Yes. Um, um, so I didn't have six- a scintilla of doubt. I didn't even consider it. I didn't even think for, it through. For Danny Alves, who's never played in Argentina. Bahia. Then he went Sevilla, of course. Barcelona, Juventus, Paris Saint-Germain and Sao Paulo. Oh my God, Paris Saint-Germain. Before he arrived back at Barcelona. Um, for the completists, I know there are completists out there. No, I, I don't want to. We're, we're going we're to pile through. Well, you, Harry San Germain, Brussels. You have to because you let the fans down. I can't yeah. believe okay. I just did that to myself. <laughs> so, I'm so ashamed. Uh, play, player five, um, it would be champion Luke to pick. Yeah. So um, this player has played for 10 teams. He packed it in coming up to two years ago. Obafemi Martins, <laughs> 10 teams. Bloody hell, 10? Oh, that is tough. I could uh, probably do two. Yeah, I, I think that's a decent bid. Actually. I can't even. I can't even bear to try anymore. Okay, who's your two? Well, you play for Newcastle, obviously. Um, did he? He's definitely played in Germany. I'm going to go. My second club will be Wolfsburg. Oh, very oh, good. There you okay. go. And so, for that, I think you're going to get this one more time. Yeah, four one, Mace. Guys, can I also just say? That, um, no, you've said enough. People will be absolutely delighted to know that I'm actually on holiday for the next couple of next couple of weeks. So I'm going to be the lineal champion for quite some time. This is an absolute. He's disgust. going off to Brazil with his trophy. <laughs> yeah. my, my one bit of comfort there is that because I absolutely fucked the Dani Alves one, and I'm yeah. not, I'm going to lose sleep over that tonight. However, I think I probably would still have let Luke go on that last one, so he still would have won. Three, Fine, two. there we go. And I would, I definitely had three for Alves. So I, 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 so I, I could have got that one anyway, <laughs> and I was very close to correct. Well, congratulations, Luke. <laughs> you've, so um, in theory, you've you got a clean the, sweep. Lucky you. You've yeah. won the trophy. You've lost all of my respect for saying that Ricardo Quaresma still plays in Turkey. I don't think we can be friends anymore. <laughs> Fair oh, enough. But God. well played. Thanks very much. Well done, Brass. You are an outstanding quiz master. Cheers, Brass. Even though it hurts me to say it. <laughs> Off the back of that, I'm just going to roll out into it. I think I might just sleep for the rest of the day after that. (sighs) (laughs) You can too, if you want to, listeners. Thanks so much, Andy Brassel. Lovely to see you. Have a great weekend. A pleasure. Thank you. And the same to you, Champion League. Thanks, Mace. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.